Fun Factory.com has partnered with Locker Room Talk and Shots. So when you use my special code, SELS20, you get 20% off your Fun Factory purchase. Just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code, SELS20, at checkout for 20% off sex toys, lube, massage oils, and more. Cheers. <laughs> Do the sex. Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy, one female orgasm at a time. Welcome to the locker room. <laughs> Ring loop. Today's locker room talk topic is two women, rubbers, a bunch of cocks, and how gems is disrupting the condom industry. Uh, my guest today is Yasmin Emery, co-founder of Jim's Condoms and Sex Ed Platform. Her partner, Whitney Geller, cannot be with us today, but Yasmin is going to share her journey as a woman creating a product that comes out of an industry that is male-dominated and I think arguably rooted in misogyny and toxic masculinity. Um, Yasmin, will you take a moment to introduce yourself to my listeners? Hi there. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks I'm Yasmin. <laughs> I'm Yasmin and I am the co-founder of GEMS uh, alongside my partner, Whitney. And uh, we actually have been working together for over 10 years. We founded a design company. Uh, we were based in New York, initially moved to Toronto, and we have been working alongside a number of different startups, um, companies in various industries, and we've always been interested in consumer packaged goods. So when the idea struck, we decided to launch our own company, um, our own product company, Gem. So we're thrilled to be here. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, I can't wait to get into this conversation about why you chose condoms and how it's gone and so on and so forth. Uh, so I was a little sad and jealous as um, I met with Yasmin ahead of time to find out what we were drinking together. Uh, it's 2 a uh, 2 a.m. Fuck. It's 2 p.m. <laughs> on a Monday here. I'm still on my coffee. I considered spiking it uh, prior to this uh, podcast, but decided to be a good girl. And then I found out my dear guest roasts the occasion with wine. A glass of red wine. I'm so <laughs> jealous. And it's 5 p.m. here, so that, right. that's why. That's, that's her excuse. She never drinks wine before 5. <laughs> <laughs> so let's raise our glasses and get ready to talk about, well, sex and condoms. Cheers. Cheers. All right. I am just fucking intrigued. First of all, Yasmin, I just want to let you know, as I was like looking into gems and finding out more about it, a lot of things did occur to me um, for me around condoms. Like the stigma, it does – I do, when I think of condoms, I do kind of think of like 80s porn. I mean, mm -hmm. that it's weird. Uh, I And I never really thought, you know, thought about it uh, – 
in depth, but I realize there is this kind of feeling around condoms and so on and so forth. So I'm really curious about your views on the toxicity around condoms, what that is in the industry, and how you think it affects people purchasing condoms. Let's get into it. Yes. Uh, there's so much in terms of the design, color, layout, and copy that reinforce a very specific idea of masculinity and sex in general, and it is so problematic. When we found ourselves in the condom aisle with this idea sort of in its nascency, we just really couldn't get over that the aisle has not changed since well before we first started going to it in our adolescence. And, you know, there's male torsos, black satin sheets, horses as logos, <laughs> words like Magnum, uh, Performax, King, Mega Big Boy. I'm These are real. I've seen each and every one of these on oh, yeah. condom packaging. It is, it's truly shocking. And I think the fact that uh, performance is so heavily weaved into condoms, already they are seen as a barrier to good sex, to mm -hmm. free sex. And the fact that we use words like performax as something that this is going to make you perform better, that's a lot to put on somebody and to sort of already in a, in a situation that can be to some stressful or nerve wracking or awkward. Uh, it's a lot to weave in that idea. So I think those were some of the things that really stuck out to us that we wanted to address when we were rethinking, you know, the product and the packaging, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that it is interesting, too, that those words are used so much when I have found I, I was thinking about my history with condom use and um, trying to get people to use condoms. And I mean, still to this day. So I started having sex as an adolescent. I've had a lot of sex with a lot of people throughout my life. Still to this day, I think we think of it as a youthful cis man thing to be like, I don't, I can't feel anything when I use a condom, but that it is prevalent. And in my experience, I can only refer to uh, cis males. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a prevalent thing. I can't get it up. I won't stay up. I won't feel anything. Yeah, I can use one. I don't really like it, but I can't really feel anything. And in my experience, I've definitely had quite a few partners who literally couldn't keep it up with a condom mm. on. And I cannot fucking believe it has to do with that. The actual thin layer of latex. Um, I, I wonder about the mental aspect of it. I think that's exactly right. I think there's a lot of pressure in that moment and that often it's that moment. We talk about this a lot where we want to see that moment of putting on a condom shown more in public, um, in media, in on TV shows, in movies, where to destigmatize that moment because I think a lot of people fear that moment too. That something's going to be lost in that moment, and you know you're not going to be able to continue or perform. Um, we really like to emphasize this notion of pleasure being enhanced when you've taken away um, things that you could otherwise focus on. So, for instance, if you're um, worried about whether it's pregnancy, STIs or whatever, or just even just pH balance, you know, because there's, that's an issue for a lot of um, women as well. 
So if you take away that risk, that concern, we really believe that's when pleasure can be enhanced, that sort of uninhibited uh, enjoyment of sex and that sort of taking not all the risk, but some of the risk away. So we love to like focus on that idea as the conversation to have in that instance where, you know, if you can say, hey, this is really, it makes me feel so free, so uninhibited, and I can do anything I want because I know that I'm having safer sex. That's kind of the angle we like to take with it instead of that fear mongering angle of, STIs are so high or I could get pregnant. You know, you don't want to focus mm-hmm. on those things necessarily because that's just kind of from coming from a place of fear, but really just this idea of we want to open it up, enhance the experience and really, you know, make it as pleasurable as possible. Do you feel that sort of the toxic environment that the condoms are created in is part of the reluctance for people to use them? Do you think that that affects usage? We'll be right back. My code SELS20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products, including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code SELS20. Check out the Vim vibrating wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady by for toe curling blended O's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS20 at checkout and enjoy 20% off when you shop funfactory.com. Cheers. I think that the way in which they've been marketed is probably a reaction to not being widely embraced. But I think at this stage, the fact that it hasn't been re-examined and rethought, well, what do people today want to see and what do they need and how can we help educate, inform, and normalize condom use in a way that's relatable, relevant, and uh, effective? Whereas I think just the what we've been doing for years and years just clearly isn't working. And we know this because condom use is actually down. So, <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh, Cause I'm sure sex isn't. Um, exactly. I, I want to rewind a little something that you brought up and I, uh, it, it might be a little off topic, but not really. I like how you brought up pH balance. Uh, women get BV yeast infections quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very prevalent. It's something we don't talk about. It's embarrassing. I think it makes a lot of women feel dirty and ashamed. Mm-hmm. I know as a young woman, I struggled with them quite a bit and never once was sperm or semen contributed to as the source of it. Right. Until one point I had a partner, I could not have sex with this person without getting yeast infection. It was a nightmare. And it definitely led to our breakup to some extent on my end, because I started to go, it has to be this person's penis that's fucking my world up. (laughs) So I have never seen marketing around it helping with a woman's pH balance. Hey, you want to have sex? You don't want to be itching and, you know, shoving something up your vagina the next day to even things out. Use a condom. In fact, I think 
the dialogue on pH balance in women's vaginas or in vulva owners' vaginas has is new. Having it, it is having dicks and cum as the cause. It's it's so true. I definitely think this is an area that is totally exploding. BV, I think also endocrine disruptors is something that's coming up again and again. And we, it's something we are looking into in terms of uh, our decision to use silicone lube has to do with the fact that it doesn't impact your pH balance or and it also is not an endocrine disruptor. So those are two things that are very important to us. Um, and, you know, again, to us, it really all comes back to this idea of sex education is failing because we think of sex or typically sex education has been thought of as what are what's the anatomy, what's the process, and what's the end result. And we are taking such a much more expansive view of it. And I think it has to do with women understanding pH balance, um, for that matter, men understanding pH balance of women if they're engaging in sexual intercourse with women. So there's so many things that we are tackling from an education perspective because it's like, information is power the more you know. And there are, it's just, there are endless reasons to use a condom, that being just one of them. Right. So listeners, uh, just to clarify for you, not only is Gems, a woman-owned, woman-created condom brand. Their website also is a sex education platform where you can go to learn a whole bunch of things that you will be shocked to know as an adult you don't know about sex, uh, which is cool because I think that something I've learned doing this podcast over the last two years is I am shocked at how little I know about sex mm -hmm. and my body and orgasms and pleasure and options. Uh, my my experience, my knowledge set has expanded profoundly over the last year, which has, of course, improved my sex life and That's a amazing. whole bunch of things. I think that it's important to talk about the lack of education and how it does focus on how to make babies how to make babies. It doesn't focus on pleasure. It doesn't focus on consent. It doesn't focus mm -hmm. on all of the other things that come from sex, mental health, emotional health. Um, and that, and we are failing our youth and everyone who's having sex in that way. So you're going to want to stay tuned and check out that platform. Now, I guess what keeps going on and on in my mind. And I hear there's a, a reason for and a need for women to be in this industry. But what in God's name made you go, hey, I know <laughs> I want to get into the condom business. Like I've been trying to envision these two women hanging out going, well, let's do some product. Hey, how about rubbers? Let's let's go for the rubbers. <laughs> well, you're definitely not the first person to be surprised. Yeah. Um, we, it came to us basically because it was a need. So Whitney literally called me from the condom aisle and she said, what condom do you use? <laughs> and I, I, was, I, I, I don't know, kind of whatever's out there, whatever my husband, you know, it's the, we, it was, we talk about what cream we use. We talk about what um, preferred olive oil we use. I mean, there's nothing we don't consider as consumers, but we just hadn't had this conversation. And we, and she was truly shocked to see the state of the condom aisle. She was in between pregnancies. 
So it was this real aha moment where, and again, we come from a design and communication background. And so we quickly, not only did we realize we weren't the only people who felt completely alienated and unrepresented in this aisle, we, our mind immediately went to so many more who were not included in this aisle, problematically so. And the fact that, you know, specifically a younger demographic who's coming of age, who is the most vulnerable in terms of, you know, SDI statistics, that this is what they're confronting when they go to buy condoms. Um, So, you know, we did our research, we looked into it, we found the world's top condom manufacturer, and we just decided to create a product that was stripped of everything except for what was truly essential. So natural latex, um, 100% silicone lube, that's it. So we didn't, no flavors, no colors, no benzocaine for that numbing effect, no spermicide, just really can, just... Can I slow you down a little bit? Can Sure. Because I don't think people actually know what all, they just are like, most of the time they go into the aisle, they're like instantly overwhelmed and they just grab a package unless they've found a specific size or brand that they just know is a go-to. What, so let's, let's break that down. What yeah. typically was in the condoms and that led to your decision of bringing it back to the basics? Now, I do know that there used to be this, uh, what was it called? Non-oxidalamine or something, some yes. ch- chemical they'd Ninoxal. put on it. And, oh my God. One time I used one of those and the itching and burning was like instant. So it's, so that is in in fact the problem because another realization we had was that no condom company is required to list the ingredients. Mm. So not only are they using ingredients that can cause reactions like the one you had, Mm -hmm. but you actually can't even see that it's there. So that was also a, a goal for us was to use our package as basically a way to list front and center what the ingredients are so people know exactly what's in it. Uh, I think, you know, benzocaine is that numbing agent. If you ever see fire and ice, if you ever see last, like Performax to make you last longer, typically they use that to, to basically give a numbing effect, which in theory is supposed to, and again, I think this is always with, you know, the penis bearer in mind, but make you last longer. Right. So, um, you know, that's, that was something we did a focus group. That was something we heard again, somebody in high school, they went to the aisle, grabbed, not the least expensive, not the most expensive, just grabbed sort of that middle range. And they had a, they had a reaction to this numbing agent. And so we just really wanted to flip the whole thing on its head, make it very clear what's in there or specifically what's not in there so that we could make the choice easier, especially for those who are uncomfortable in being in that aisle, which is a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's It does feel uh, dirty, oddly enough, but I think it's because it's got that 80s porn. <laughs> Well, this is it. Wow. (laughs) You know, one thing we're working on is we have silicone cases. We have it. Yeah. So our silicone case is designed to fit our three pack and it can be sold with the three pack in it. But in general, a little known fact is, you know, you want to protect your condoms a little bit when you're carrying them. You don't that age old, put it in your wallet or back pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, it lends, it could 
result in degradation or, or getting punctured. So we've made those silicone laces to really be a sort of lifestyle extension to the brand and help retailers think about merchandising condoms as well, because our argument is get us out of the condom aisle. We want to be at checkout. We want to be at the back to college, um, you know, assortment of goodies. So ways in which we're packaging it to make it feel like more of a lifestyle brand and less of a clinical medical device, uh, I think are really going to help normalize this idea that condoms are just part of your everyday essential. You're going to get your uh, lip gloss, you're going to get your hand sanitizer, and you're going to get your condoms. And those are three very normal everyday needs that you'll have. Right. Can you get them in the women's hygiene section? Why can't they be there? Like right by exactly. the, the pads or the cups, you know, now we have the Those, discs. Typically, yes. No, typically the women's hygiene section is um, across from the condoms and family planning section, oh, yeah. I've found. But yes, you're right. Why couldn't it be there? Why couldn't it be somewhere where it was more specifically targeting women as well? That would mm-hmm. be a, a welcome change. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So outside of that, have you actually had, now I know that you guys work just within your own business, but I don't know if you, do you go to conventions where you actually get to see what it's like to be with the other condom makers, with the other people who are creating uh, in the industry? And if so, what is it like to be a woman's voice inside this kind of male dominated industry? We'll be right back. Start the new year off with a bang. My code explores 15 gets you 15% off womanizer.com's famous pleasure air tech sex toys. You know, the clit satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo 2. Get ready for blended orgasms or the premium too. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences. Just shop womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers. We haven't been to that many conventions, to be honest. I, you know, we did launch in April of 2021, so it was the height of the pandemic, and uh, the expos weren't quite open yet, and we haven't explored that mm-hmm. to date. Um, for us, I think, you know, one thing we often like to clarify, too, is even this is a condom not specifically targeting women, but inclusive of women as Mm -hmm. well. And so it's truly, we often, because we're female founded and led, we get, um, it's assumed that this condom is specifically just for women, but really we, we have a much sort of broader demographic, especially considering Gen Z is, as is the most fluid generation that, you know, we've ever known. And Mm -hmm. so, um, we're certainly not targeting women exclusively. That said, we do know that statistics are such that women are less likely to buy and carry condoms. And that is something we are targeting specifically um, with, again, I think just education around 
um, reasons why condoms are important. And again, it's it's not just pregnancy and STIs. It has to do with vaginal health and the, the you know, microbiome as well. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of ways in which we are um, actively targeting women as well. I have read that you are working on including more inclusive language in your marketing and in the product. Are you focusing on the trans community on the non-binary community as well in your target market? Definitely. So the LGBTQ plus community is definitely a core demographic for us, mm-hmm. um, specifically because they've been so unrepresented typically, and also they are vulnerable to, because of access and education, they're vulnerable to STIs. Mm-hmm. And so it's something where, you know, not only is the way in which we're talking about sex and our sex education platform expansive to a multiplicity of gender and sexual expressions, we're also act very active in the community. So we are, you know, we donate to a number of clinics that uh, target vulnerable youth. We are supporting uh, events in the community. We've, um, you know, prides and and we sponsor um, in Toronto. We we were part of the World AIDS Day Ball, and so we're just trying to be active in the community and support the community as authentically as we can. Um, just to again, just to show that this is really what we're about. We're not just saying it. We're not rainbow washing. Right. Right. Well, uh, so I'm openly bisexual. I talk about a lot on my podcast. In fact, I just launched a, um, a nonprofit for bisexual women, uh, that I launched at the beginning of this year. And one of the things that I talk about is that bisexual women are one of the most vulnerable cohorts within the LGBT Q community for STIs, for, Mm. um, depression, all of these different things, but one is the physical health end. So it's very much resonates when you talk about the vulnerability of the LGBTQ community uh, for so many reasons uh, as a minority group, mm-hmm. you know? No, absolutely. And I think that's why we've, you know, in our experience, when we've been talking with retailers, there has been such enthusiasm for this product because I think it's so clear that there's a white space here. I think that's so clear that there's too many people who are not being addressed, considered, and spoken to directly, and that something has to change. And so that's been really validating for us because we knew it, but we were also really pleased that, you know, the buyers for some major retailers are aware and supportive of it as well. Right, right. So on this journey with this product, were you planning on creating the educational platform simultaneously, or is that something that came before or after? How did you come to the decision to also be an educational space? So it was always part of our strategy. We, again, part of our research, just it was very alarming to us how stagnant sex education is, how uh, how bad the access is to the average person in North America. And so, and and the fact that it hasn't evolved since the advent of the internet is something that, you know, just shocks you because think about all the 
I mean, specifically think about porn and, you know, how widely available it is. And the fact that sex education hasn't even responded to the porn industry, it just makes you think twice. So we knew that sex education was needed to really be alongside the safer sex products that we were putting out there. And, you know, from the, as from the first thing we did was re redo the instructions of the condom because Legally, what we have to have in the condom box is FDA approved, and it is a very heteronormative explanation of sex and how and and you know between a man and a woman, and it ends with man ejaculating. So obviously, we wanted to rewrite that, uh, do a more um, open, playful uh, exploration of you know, how to use a condom for all bodies and this notion that it can go on and on and doesn't necessarily, you know, end with a, the ejaculation of a penis. So that was where we started, but then, you know, we've been, it's been evolving over time. We're, we're very, we were intent at the beginning to sort of have the most comprehensive sex education we could. And we realized that's, a huge endeavor. So we're doing it, we're evolving as we go, we're learning as we go, which is also, you know, we're responding to um, cultural events. So in Canada, when there was a law passed that bans, that made stealthing illegal, stealthing is when a man takes off or (sighs) a a con, somebody takes off a condom during sex uh, without the partner knowing. And, um, you know, we, once that happened, we explored that and we wanted to get as much information about it as we could. And similarly in the U.S., when Roe v. Wade happened, we, you know, we tailored our content to information around reproductive rights. So, you know, it's something that we are learning as we're going and we are doing our best to be as inclusive and to take as many perspectives, to show as many perspectives and also just make the content truly reliable, scientifically backed, but also truly relatable so that it's a place where it kind of feels like your older sibling you can come to and learn, you know, ask the questions that you're not comfortable asking. Right, right. And have you found that that's been um, well received? Really well received. Uh, it's something we are so pleasantly surprised that people are on our site, on the learn section and reading and and really impressed with the content. We are having a harder time. Our goal was to really, you know, again, we're talking about Gen Z here. So we are trying to meet our demographic where they are, which of Mm -hmm. course is on social. We've run into some major censorship issues, uh, obviously because of the nature (laughs) of our content. Uh, Even though we've truly studied the community guidelines of TikTok, Facebook's, Instagram, you name it, we do not are we we are not able to boost our posts. We are not able to um, sh- we even the user generated content uh, that we you know have is it doesn't get the the views or the engagement that it typically it should. So we're we're really struggling with getting shadow banned because our goal is to sort of make our content bite-sized, digestible, and spread it through social in a mm-hmm. fun and engaging way, but we're having a really hard time doing that. So we're pivoting and trying new things all the time. And 
it's also allowed us to sort of re-strategize to be in person at, you know, at events, at panels. Uh, we've been hosting discussions and sponsoring parties and, and you know, people are really excited to receive the product in, in person, but uh, we just, we want to be able to sort of get that general awareness online as well, just to spread as much education as we can. And it's been proving to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok doesn't like me very much. <laughs> <laughs> that might surprise you, but I still get out there. Uh, I haven't noticed as much difficulty, like Facebook doesn't seem to care as much or, or uh, Instagram, but it is interesting. I have found especially uh, feminist focused uh, content around issues that affect women vulva owners, uh, the LGBTQ community can uh, be suppressed relatively easily. And there's no so knowing why or how that looks. So it does take sort of finding your way around it. I just keep this beating my way through it. <laughs> this is this is this is it. We same with us. I mean, we are trying. We've we've started new accounts. We've hit another accounts. We are we're we will get there, but it's yeah. just been a lot more challenging than we had anticipated. And of course, we knew the subject matter was at risk of getting flagged, but not to the extent that it has been. Right, right. Well, you've got a double whammy, right? You're talking about condoms <laughs> and your you're a woman. So <laughs> good yeah, luck. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, fighting the good fight. So in production, what would you, well, we'll get to the production pay, pain points, but for listeners who are curious about, you know, or skeptical about oh, how much different could, you know, a condom's a condom, what would you say are the big benefits of using gems as opposed to what they may have run into before grabbing condoms? So I think um, one of the things, I mean, I think in general, it's a very, we've, you know, from our reviews, we've heard it's a very comfortable, uh, it's, it's the right amount of lubrication. Uh, and unless, you know, you're in a situation where you can, you want to add more lube, which of course is many, but uh, we've also, one of the things that I love hearing, it's they, it's the smell, the lack of smell that mm -hmm. is so often off-putting uh, that GEMS doesn't have. And just in general, I think, you know, knowing that it's one of those things, it's just knowing that you're not, there's nothing else in there that you're going to react to, right. uh, you know, barring, barring you have a latex allergy, uh, you know, that's the only reason we actually can't call it non-toxic because latex is an allergy. So that would technically be toxic to somebody who has a latex allergy. But interestingly enough, we've found out that the percentage of those who have a latex allergy is actually quite small, but it's the other ingredients that are typically found in condoms that cause reactions that make people believe that they're allergic to latex. So right. even when people, when folks come to us saying, I think I'm allergic to latex, I don't think I can try it. We'd, we're not trying to convince them otherwise, but we just say, consider the possibility that it was another one of the ingredients and not actually latex. Right. People don't understand all of the stuff that uh, goes into the production of things that go on your genitals. And there's not a lot of, you know, oversight. I have experienced, uh, as my listeners know, I try a shit ton of sex toys. And oftentimes, after I've tried them out, and I endorse them, and I'll suggest them 
people will bring up the price of the ones mm. that I like. And what I always say is, you know, I know these products are made with body safe material. Now, if mm -hmm. you don't mind putting something that could be potentially toxic on your clit, in your vagina, on your cock, <laughs> lady dick, whatever it is you have, mm -hmm. then that's a different thing. But the oversight um, is is concerning. And your genitals are, you know, very susceptible it's a very thin, delicate skin around your genitals. So anything that's put on a condom that is unknown can enter your body, your bloodstream, so on and so forth, and affect you. So true. And, you know, from our perspective, too, I mean, we, our product, like I said, it's, it's, at, it's made at the world's top condom manufacturer. It's, you know, it's all the rigorous testing and, um, sort of insurance you need. But again, because it's, it's not, we didn't add anything to it. We didn't, you know, reinvent it per se, but it's so for that reason too, it's not a premium product. It's truly comparable with the other major industries from a price perspective. We just made sure it was exactly what it needed to be and, you know, want it to be something that you feel comfortable buying, feel comfortable having it on your night table, make it a shame-free experience that you're proud to, you know, keep, have a safer sex product. Right. When it came to production, have you done anything differently? You said you, you're having them made at, a, at one of the best manufacturers. Have the, What are some of the challenges you faced? What are some of the things you've done diff differently? So the biggest challenge we've faced is, you know, we our condoms are produced in Thailand um, and getting condoms to North America is just challenging supply chain. It takes a really long time. So that um, from an inventory perspective, making sure we have enough to supply our retailers. That's been sort of the biggest challenge. We didn't, you know, it, because it is a medical device and it, there's such rigorous testing involved, um, we didn't change anything that would require further testing because that would have been a 10-year process to get it approved and, you know, make sure that it was a reliable product. So, so yeah, it was just uh, just formulating it exactly how we wanted it, what we knew would be the most effective and uh, useful formula, and that's what we did. So I assume you use them, and you're of like, <laughs> you're like these are awesome. So yeah. you've you've tested them yourself and can yes. say that they don't keep. Yeah, we ha we have to. Of course, it's so I actually prefer not to be on hormonal birth control. So it's, and interestingly enough, this sounds like such a weird thing to say, but I am more nervous to get pregnant after having children than I am, than I was prior to having children. Fuck yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, you know what happens once they come out of you. Exactly. It is not easy. <laughs> so I am you know, it's for me, again, it comes back to that, um, the wanting to be uninhibited, not wanting to have that lingering question mark of could this result in a pregnancy. So for us, um, it's been an amazing addition to our sex life because 
Otherwise, I think it just would have, I don't know, felt, it would feel different. Yeah, yeah. So there are so many ways to use condoms, too, that people don't think about. These aren't just for penis owners. I have seen um, on some of your social media promoting the use of how to turn it into a dental dam for those of you who mm-hmm. don't know. Um, and this can be used between any partner's that involved a mouth and a vulva. A dental dam is something that can be used to f- as protection when you are giving a vulva owner uh, oral sex. Also, if you are pegging uh, your partner or if you are two vulva owners using a strap-on, I, I know when I have been with female partners, we have just, instead of washing in between, you know, mm-hmm. I'm wearing the strap on and you're going to wear it, uh, pulling the condom off and putting on another condom is the quickest way to totally. just keep things moving. Or if you're having sex with a penis owner and you go from having anal sex to vaginal sex, you're going to want to like have that protection uh, for your pH balance and um, everything else as well. So condoms are key, in my opinion, if you are having good sex, like with, and even in the case of someone that you know doesn't have STDs, or even if you have an IUD, and like, again, for me, good sex is doing a lot of different things. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to have to run to the bathroom and watch, wash your body parts in between each thing you're doing or your equipment, you know? So true. It's such a great way to reframe this notion of it being a barrier to good sex. It's actually helpful to having great, continuous, repetitive sex. I think that's such an amazing way to put it. Yeah. And I think the problem is, in my very vast experience, I don't think people know. I I do not think that the vast majority of people are having that kind of sex. I don't believe it for a second. I don't know that people really know how to keep it going. And a great way to do that is by having something that allows for it, which is a condom for me, from my perspective, is akin to having a sex toy. I want to call I want to start calling them all sex tools. I hate mm-hmm. the idea of a toy. It's not just, you know, it's not just this fun thing. It's part of your sex life, right? I think that's such a good point. I love the idea of it being, I, I you know, I think not being a tool, um, even, you know, something like a dental dam. I mean, that's, that's got to change where we can't call it a dental dam anymore. We have to rebrand what <laughs> that Nobody is referred knows what to, right? Is. Because what is less appealing yeah. than a dental dam? Yeah. So I think you're right. I think how we're talking about these things, how we're, um, presenting them is just such a key part of how we're normalizing condom use. And it's all part of, you know, what we're trying to add to our sex education component, help use retailers to change the way, change where they're found, how they're found, how they're bought, and, and hopefully, therefore, change the mindset of, you know, condom users when they're carrying them, have them on their nightside table, or, you know, Right. Bringing them to a sexual encounter. I think this is all hand in hand. Right. So listeners, uh, you can always go to my YouTube channel. It's at Annette Benedetti. I will have pictures on the video that you will be able to watch of our conversation so that you can see 
what these condoms look like, how they're different. Um, and of course, links. We'll tell them at the end all the links and where they can buy your condoms. But I think what I want to end this with is any advice. Again, up until the, like the last five years, I am still running into partners who will penis owning partners, cock owners, men, listen to me, dudes, we got to have a talk. I am 48. And for at least the last eight ish years or so, when you would think y'all, I mean, would be adult enough to be like, yeah, I've got to have a condom. Of course, I've got a condom. Yeah, let me put the condom on. Instead of me having to say, hey, do you have a condom? And you're going, oh, well, I might have one from like three years ago when I was like <laughs> just joking around with my friend and I picked one up. I'm like, oh, come on. Come on. I mean, I've got plenty of condoms, but I also would like partners to be responsible enough. Mm -hmm. But but what I'm going to get to here is I know that plenty of women, vulva owners like me, are still having a hard time getting penis owners to put the condom on. And we can bring the condoms. We can have a, you know, we can be comfortable. And I, I you know, I do feel like m myself, most of the women I know, I know I live in a bubble over here and I surround myself with sex positive mm -hmm. women who are unafraid of, you know, having the toys and equipment. I mean, but we don't have a problem bringing them. What is your advice to getting the person with a cock that needs to put it on the cock do that do you have any thoughts on that as having gone through this process of creating them <laughs> i i think it, for us it really comes back to flipping the conversation back to pleasure and that the amount of pleasure you're going to experience because of using condoms because you're taking away any of you know not any of the risk but as much risk as you can um, by using this condom that you're going to have a really heightened, wonderful experience. And I think, you know, maybe selling that side of it and making it seem, you know, if the penis owner is partially responsible for that pleasure because they're wearing the condom that, you know, if that's, if that's a way you can sell it, then so be it. <laughs> right, right, right. All right. So we'll keep trying to sell it. I would love uh, penis owners out there who are listeners. And I know that you're out there because you email me. You search me down in my DMs. We have conversations. I would love you to check these condoms out. And I would love to get your feedback on them and your thoughts. And maybe on top of that, send me thoughts on how this process of condom wearing could be made easier in uh, sexual situations. Mm -hmm. Let's start the conversation between the people that need to use them. Let's stop having it be awkward and embarrassing. You know, I even find to this day, uh, if I'm with a new partner having to bring that, it's not it's not fun for me. Everyone's like, oh, and I, you talk about sex all the time. It must not be a big deal. It is still, it's of still course. not, like I don't wanna, you know, right, you know, say, hey, so, do you have STDs? Even if not, do you got a condom? You know, how can we make this easier? How can we make it part of our sexy sexual experience to have the condoms, get them on and use them?
But check them out. How are they going to check out your educational platform and your condoms online? And then where can we pick them up? So you can get our website is gemsforall.com. And of course, that's our handle on Instagram and TikTok as well. So our education is widely available through those channels. You can buy our condoms online. We're available on Amazon in the US um, as well. And we are about to launch at a major retailer, which we can't quite announce yet, but hopefully that will help in terms of being able to access them more widely. And um, yeah. Gems for all. Right. So gemsforall.com. You're going to want to go there. I'm going to have links in um, the description of this podcast. Uh, I will definitely have something going up on She Explores Life, sending every um, all of the information out to you guys. Let's support this woman-owned business because I think this is amazing. I think it's amazing for uh, two women to take on this challenge and updating it so that we can keep our bodies safe, so we can keep our youth safe, uh, and so we can make all people of all genders feel more comfortable when embarking on a lot of sexual adventure. I really appreciate you joining me today, and um, I'm excited to use your condoms. Thank you so much, and thank <laughs> you for having me. And we were, and I can't wait to see uh, the conversation that comes after this podcast to see if anybody does have ideas on how to make this an easier um, moment in the process for vulva owners and penis owners alike. Yes, I have been getting an influx of uh, emails from my listeners, and I will be doing videos on follow-ups and reading some of the emails that are coming my way. So everybody listen up for that. I did do a call out for the penis owners on this particular topic. Please, anyone of any gender, if you have thoughts, opinions on the condoms, uh, how to improve this conversation, do reach out to me. You know how to get a hold of me, uh, Annette, A-N-N-E-T-T-E at SheExplorersLife.com. You can find me on socials at Locker Room Talking Shots on Instagram, Facebook. Also, She Explores Life on Instagram and Facebook. My personal Instagram is being Benedetti. Find me on TikTok. I'm having fun getting shadow bound all the time. Locker Room Talk podcast. Um, I hope that we get to have more conversations. I'm going to be checking out your educational platform uh, and maybe we will be able to have another conversation in the future. So I hope so. Thank you so much. All right. Cheers. I will see you in the locker room. Cheers. Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous brawn panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from vanilla is my flavor to tie me up and call me good girl daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil, all for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.